Welcome to Satellite Sisters. This is Liz Dolan, and it is Sunday, August 28th, uh, 2016. But here we are in the dog days of August, so we are bringing you one of the most requested Satellite Sisters shows of all time. Yes, people, it's really the one you've been waiting for, the mystery of Julie Dolan, Zorro's slobbery tennis ball, and the odd stranger. Uh, you just have to listen. There's no other way I can set this up for you. Uh, Leon is on the show. Monica's on the show. And Sheila has a classic Science with Sheila segment, as well as a major announcement about a Hollywood star she was about to date. So, um... Please enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. If you subscribe to Satellite Sisters at iTunes or Stitcher, uh, you'll always get every new show as soon as we release it. While you're there, if we would love it if you could rate us and review us. It's very helpful. And if you want to see all of our shows going back to 2007, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com slash listen to our shows, and we have a complete searchable archive there. So thanks, and enjoy. Hi, this is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leon Dolan. And you're listening to Satellite Sisters to Satellite Sisters to Go. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation, any conversation, any conversation can. I'm not gonna write you a song. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Thanks for being here with us. Leon and Sheila here in Los Angeles. And Sheila, you have some very exciting summer of love news to pass on. Oh, this is so incredible. You have to wait to hear what just happened. You know, I just, it is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given you, the rest of your yeah. summer in love, <laughs> frankly, it's miraculous. Oh, I, my, I those are just a warm up, Leon. Oh. All right, Monica is in Portland, Oregon. Monica, what's happening there today? Oh, just beautiful summer day. Uh, doing my recycling, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, now that you have the bins, you're going to be very busy. Filling my bins up every day. And Julie is here. Julie, you have, uh, you create a f- quite a firestorm at SatelliteSisters.com with your comments on Little House on the Prairie, the musical. <laughs> I oh. mean... Wait, we're going to talk about that, Leanne, and there is some exciting breaking news. Leanne, here are my words for you. Pack your bags. I think we're going to Minnesota. Okay. 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 Woo. All right. your bags. All right. Wait till you hear what's happening in Minnesota. All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. If there's something you're confused about, you can always go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com. You're going to want to check that out, or you can email us right there from the website. And I want to mention, uh, you know, kudos to our webmaster, Sarah McCann. We're really working on SatelliteSisters.com. We're working on Sister Spot. You know, Monica, you have been appointed the face of Facebook. We now have a new share button. Yes, indeed, people. We have joined the 21st century. We have a share button on our homepage. So if you want to tell your satellite sisters about our podcast, about any of the blog posts, about our photo gallery, about any ice cream cake uh, feelings that you have, you can share them right there from our homepage. So thanks to Sarah McCann, our webmaster, for working on that. But, Jewel, I understand you have, you know, yet again you're seeking our advice. That's right, because, you know, we periodically, we at Satellite Sisters, we do a Satellite Sisters sticky situation. Mm -hmm. And just last week, I had a sticky situation involving my three-year-old neighbor, and I sought your advice. I also want to thank Kathy D. 
and Lucy M., who wrote to us at SatelliteSisters.com. And may I say, they kind of agreed with you, Leanne, that, go ahead, he's three years old, right. he's cute. <laughs> Rather than you, Monica, who thought, like, <laughs> don't ever, don't start anything. I you, think I said, be the alpha dog. <laughs> to a three-year-old boy. Okay, well, that was last week. Here's a new situation. I need your advice. All three sisters, Sheila, Leon, and Monica. Here's the situation. After dinner, taking a walk with my husband and my dog. We're walking in the neighborhood, having a lovely stroll, and my dog finds a tennis ball on the sidewalk. There's no one around. It is, it's, uh, I don't know whose ball. It's a random tennis ball. So being a Labrador, he puts it in his mouth, and he's walking along with the tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter, a car comes down the street, and this is an American-made car. It looks in good condition, and there is a nice gentleman in the car. He rolls down the win- window. I would say this gentleman is between 60 to 65, and he said, excuse me, this may sound like an unusual request, but um, I ha- need to do some physical therapy because I'm developing some arthritis in my hands and my feet. <laughs> this, this, I, I don't believe this story already. Sheila, I mean, I'm telling you, this is the total she, truth. <laughs> wait, wait. She, Sheila's already run in the other direction. <laughs> okay. Well, all right, let me finish. Wait, he said, I need to, would, could I have that tennis ball? The tennis ball is in the dog's mouth. And so I say, sure, you know, and I take the ball. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you're you. I I mean, well, I'm just trying to be nice. You know, he said he wanted a tennis ball. He asked for it nicely. It wasn't really my tennis ball. It just happened to be in my dog's mouth. You know, and I know what it's like when you, you know, when your hands get stiff, you know, to squeeze a tennis ball. That's a good thing to do. Especially a dirty, slimy one. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't run home and get a fresh three-pack that had not been popped yet. Because, I mean, I'm just thinking of the the germs. The germ factor. Okay, go on, Joel. Okay, so he, you know, so and so we're chatting, and he said, oh, it's a nice night. And, uh, you know, he likes driving around, and what a nice dog you have. And, you know, we're just chatting back and forth. Or I should say, I am doing most of the chatting. My husband is not saying anything. And, you know, he well, was... Well, that's because it's a very strange situation. Well, see, I... That's... Monica, this is what... This is my question to you, sisters. Where is... When, when is it okay to talk to strangers? I was just trying to be friendly. He wanted the tennis ball. I, you know, I gave him the tennis ball. He was asking about the neighborhood. He asked a couple of questions, like he had seen a police car in our neighborhood. He was wondering if there was anything going on. And I started to talk, and my husband gave me oh the, like, oh, the shutdown really shut li- list. You know, he gave me this look. But, again, he just he looked like this very nice gentleman. We were having a nice conversation. We were just being friendly, right? Like the two kids who were collecting for the swim team or whatever <laughs> that okay, robbed right. you blind <laughs> yes. in the front hall? Yes. I mean, come on, Julie. I mean, haven't you learned your lesson, Jewel? You, so you think this was a scam? I don't yeah. know, Julie. Yeah, it I mean, sounds extremely strange. I mean, no one is going to ask for right a slimy used tennis ball out of a lab's mouth unless they got a dog with them and that was their dog's tennis ball. That's the, my would be my first thought. And then he sort of got into asking about the neighborhood and the police. Yeah, that's 
Yeah. You think too that's, much. Totally. No, but see, he went, he went into it as the conversation was just, because my husband was like, he was giving him, you know, was not talking to him. And, but I was, I was doing all the talking, you know, miss friendly, you know, be, you know, be nice in the neighborhood. And he said, here, let me give you my card. And he gave us his card. Oh, and what did it say on the card? Well, no, it had an, he said he didn't live in the neighborhood, but I said, where do you live? I don't know why I asked that question in Dallas, because if people say something, I only know three places. If (laughs) If they say some other place, I don't know where it is. But he said he lived close by. He told me the street, at least I recognize the street. Um, and this, um, card said that he was a pilot. Uh, like a private pilot. Okay, Jill, I think your first sign was when he asked for the ball out of the dog's mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay, I, it does seem just, a little strange It's now. strange. That's not right for a grown man. Well, he what has our said? Get, get, get your own do- ball? Yes, to say, oh, that's a really nasty ball. You're not going to want that. There's a sporting goods store around the corner, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, keep it moving. Keep it moving. (laughs) Here, let me call 911 for you. Yeah, my dog has rabies. I think you should move along, buddy boy. Now, you know what, Julie? Seriously, when they give these safety classes to kids, you know, stranger dangers, they always say, and this just reminds me of this story, that very often to lure children away, they will use dogs as a foil. Mm -hmm. They'll say, can you come help me find my dog or I'm missing my dog or is that your dog or are they scary? Yes. They because like what little kid's not going to go, oh, I'll go help you find your dog, mister. And in this case, it's, oh, you want my dog's tennis ball? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And this address. I know. I I do sound like an idiot. I realize that. But in the moment, I really thought I was just being friendly my husband, he was he thought exactly what you thought. He thought he, they were either casing the neighborhood or he said, I hope there wasn't a camera in the car because he thought they were taking pictures of us and it was some private detective. For, 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 what? for what? what did I you don't do? know. Well, that, that, that comes from living in Russia for five years. I mean, that's, no, that's not going to happen, Julie. It was, it, well, I agree oh, with Liam. So you say? So you say? I don't know. I mean, they take pictures of me in Santa Monica. I know that. I mean, no, I'm the most paranoid person in the world, and I would never think that, Julie. <laughs> I don't even, is it Ashton Kutcher in the back of the car? Are you being pranked there? What's the story? Well, I, you know what, I, I think something was definitely up with that. Okay, so that, so there is a line not to be fr- too friendly. It's just, you know, good to remember. I mean, seriously, what that Gavin DeBecker says, the safety expert who's always on Oprah, and he says, women, it is okay not to be friendly. Yeah, you that's know? a big point. It, you don't know this person. You don't have to get on an elevator alone with them. You don't have to let them use your telephone. You don't You don't have to open your door to someone you don't know. Just because you've been socialized to be nice and friendly doesn't mean you have to take the tennis ball out of your poor lab's mouth and give it to some <laughs> whack job stranger. <laughs> poor Zorro. Oh, poor Zorro. I'm just saying, Jewel. I mean, okay. really. Now when you lay it all out, you know what you did was a little nutty, right? Yes, I okay. do. Okay. <laughs> That's all we're here to tell as you. As long as you've learned your lesson. <laughs> Ooh. Thanks, sisters. All right. We are the Satellite Sister. Certainly, maybe this has happened to you. Maybe there, maybe there is a, a fitness craze that involves slobbery <laughs> tennis balls that we are not aware of. <laughs> Okay, now don't rub it in. <laughs> You're gonna want, it's like the new hula hoop, the slobbery tennis ball. You're going to want to write us 
SatelliteSisters.com. So much more coming up. Stay with us. You're listening to the... You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. Leanne, Sheila, Julie, and Monica. And Jewel, I got to tell you, we're still shaking our heads. We're just trying to imagine, like, the robber going, oh, what can I ask those people? Um, I'll ask them for the tennis ball. Out of their <laughs> but and may, and in maybe the moment, you have to see you look like a very nice gentleman. Julie, I, I understand you're a very nice, kind yes, person. Yes, you are. And, and I, I live in a friendly neighborhood yes. where people talk. I thought he talked to each other. I thought he lived in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I can understand Thank why you, you Monica. stopped and talked to him. All I right. don't understand why you gave him the tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> and now your pictures are in a basement somewhere in Amarillo. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, I'm worried about you, Joel. Never used to worry about you. They're recreating clones right now. Julian Trem clones. All right. Well, as long as you're being suspicious, you might as well be really suspicious. Okay. He could be a, have a secret camera in the car. You don't know. Oh, no. Now I believe the camera part. I thought, it. yeah, I was thinking about it. Yeah. You know what? He probably did. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, is, Julie, Monica, Julie may, you, may, maybe you'll be up on YouTube this week. <laughs> we stopped these people to see if they would give us the tennis ball. Oh, may, maybe you'll go viral on YouTube this week. Oh, I, let's hope so. That's all we We, we need some more hits. Okay, I'm not, I'm never again am I bringing you a sticky situation. Just no, we keep love walking. A slobbery situation. Do not open the door and just keep walking. Those are our tips to you. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you gals want to settle down now? Yes. Okay. We're ready. Yep. Yep. Okay. I, I'm guessing that, Leon, you might have read the story, and Julie, you might have. Maybe you too, Sheila. <laughs> that, that story in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago on uh, literacy and the literacy debate going on in this country, and it asked the question, like, if you were reading online, if that's where you do all your reading – as opposed to reading print, books, newspapers, is that really reading? That's a very good question. I wondered that myself because I basically (laughs) do all of my reading online now. And you know what? I thought about it, too, because I do a lot of reading online. And I always say to myself, well, it's still reading. I mean, I'm still learning reading comprehension. Hopefully I'll learn some grammar, (laughs) you know, some diction and stuff. But the heart of the debate, this was a really great article in the Times. And the the heart of the debate, as reported by the Times, was they see teenager scores on standardized tests have declined. And so some educators argue that literacy, reading comprehension, attention spans, that they are being wrecked by children reading online and by children turning away from reading books. Hmm. But on the other side of the debate, people are saying, you know what? The Internet has just created a new kind of reading that schools and society should embrace. And at least they're reading you know, at least people are reading when they're reading online. They're not watching TV. They're not playing video games. But in many cases, Monica, they're doing multiple things at the same time. That's what I observe with my grown children is that they would be reading online, but they'd also be listening to music and they might have other windows on their computer open um, and they might be texting at the same time. And searching. 
for your video on YouTube to try to squash it because they're so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. You know what? We're trying to have a really a serious discussion cry. here about No, literacy. no, no. I, as a former Sheila, educator. I, all right. I thought you were a former educator. I am a former. You're way a former. Don't you care? <laughs> no. As yes. a former educator, I know that it takes, believe me, when I'm online, I'm reading, but I'm reading bits and pieces. <laughs> No snippets, and I and I. It, it, it's not concentrated reading in one place with one book. You know, taking in all that a book has to offer. I'm I'm reading articles and pictures and multimedia. It's a multimedia event. It's not just reading print. Well, so I think the attention span is going down. One of the things I love about reading on the internet, though, is that it's like you can have ten newspapers in front of you at once. You can link to other sites. You have all this information in front of you that you can't get when you just have one book. But if the test scores are a measure of how, whether or not people are com- comprehending it, it, things, then, then obviously having more information does not is not increasing your knowledge. They did say they did cite a couple of studies in the um, in this article, and they said that. Kids that read for pleasure, that's how they increase their reading comprehension, for pleasure out of books. They've been saying that for 20 years. Right, novels. And also, um, let's see, they said, uh, let's see. (laughs) Just read it. Just read it. it. (laughs) The only kind of reading that's related to better grades in English and test scores are reading novels and reading books for kids. Right. I would I would agree to that because just because you can read nine newspapers from all around the world doesn't mean that's what teenagers are choosing to read. I mean, I see what my older son does not read for pleasure. I, I can't make him read for pleasure. Uh, I Believe me, I think of all the hours I wasted reading to him when he was a small child, and I wish I had them back that's now. That's a nice thought, Leanne. Oh, that's Be sure lovely. to jot that down for Mother's Day. Are you a spokesperson for literacy at home? I, I Believe me, I just think, oh, I read to you for hours and hours and hours. Could you just pick up one book without an argument? Please. I mean, we have summer reading on the brain. But that's not, he's not reading nine newspapers when he goes online. You but know? isn't he going online, Leon, and reading one article? I don't care if it's even Wikipedia. Yeah, it is. Yes, they do it's, do. He's learning information. He's reading writing. Uh, he is know? reading, he is reading writing, but it's for research. It's not it's for pleasure. And most of the time, Monica, they're just reading bad writing. What they read, you know, they read a lot. Of, I mean, they do a lot of IMing, not good for spelling and grammar. Mm-hmm. You know, they're reading like chain emails that people send them. Again, not really known for its high level of literature. When you first started to describe the article, I thought you meant it was just sort of a snobbery, like the writing online. Oh, it's just as legitimate as writing in the paper. Some of it, the good stuff. But as I don't see teenagers choosing to seek out that kind of reading online. Although I did just have a teacher explain to me, we were looking at my son's test scores and he does not do well in grammar and spelling because he doesn't read for pleasure. And she said, you might want to try getting him one of those Kindles. 
that maybe he would read more books if, if it was it were in a, presented on an uh, in an online format. That's right. a, an electronic book, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, I, you know, it's I at this point, I'm like, is it worth a try? I don't even know, but I I think what kids choose to <laughs> read. I'm going to get a Kindle. You should get a Kindle, but I think it's because Monica, you learn to read a newspaper in your hand, a books in your hand, then you go online and you make those kind of choices about the things you look up online. Whereas kids today. They haven't, not all of them have learned that. Again, my other son, huge, huge reader. You know, just loves, a natural reader, reads, loves to read right. and, and reads for relaxation right. and pleasure. And yeah. has the test scores to prove it. You know, mm-hmm. just, uh-huh. a, he doesn't have to work hard at spelling or work hard at grammar because it just he absorbs words it. Right. Day. Well, but, you know, I worked, I mean, it's not only about test scores. I mean, you want more than that. It's to, uh, Test scores are just a measure of sort of comprehension or one measure of comprehension right. and they it might not be the best measure of comprehension either right, right. but I, I can say honestly though it's reflected in their writing quality mm-hmm. and things like that you can you can see it you're engaging your personal experiences when you read a book too it's not yeah, just you, yeah you're connecting you have, you have time to sort of close the book and reflect on it or put the and book fall down asleep. <laughs> exactly and pick it up again well that's the way i, I sometimes know. reflect on things i've read but when you're online when you're finished reading or you get bored, you're just going to skip to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Just click over to YouTube to see if you <laughs> video <Okay. laughs> is one of the top hits. I can see. What people are watching right now. I the can... woman with the dog. I can see that this is now going to go down in the annals of. Or annals. <laughs> annals. Of Julie Lore. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just going to put this right in the madness and mayhem. I think another one just went into the annals. You say annals. Okay. okay. We're just going to schedule this for madness and mayhem week already. I'm just losing just... my mind, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was no man in a car. Oh. All right, stop. Oh. Okay. Stop. All right, I know because I know we want to talk about Little House on the yes, Prairie, which is another wonderful book, and there and I, which <laughs> Lee and I, book. which is one of your favorites, and you know, Lee and you used it when we were in that death match of napkins and glasses and plates and linens called the table escaping contest <laughs> God, that we had it's getting here, rough around here. Had, that you handily beat us because of your theme, Little House on the Prairie, that was so beautifully executed. But there, we found out there were so many Little House on the Prairie fans yes. that just had to vote for you because of that. Well, you know, that's why I was so excited this week. I posted it at Sister Spot that there is now a Little House on the Prairie musical, which opened for a 12-week run in Minneapolis. And it stars none other than Melissa Gilbert. Now, how excited were you, Leanne? So she plays Ma Ingalls. Yes, now she is not playing the role of Laura. Laura. That's good. She is playing the mother. She's singing and dancing. Fantastic. I posted this. We've had a whirlwind of of postings at SatelliteSisters.com about this. someone that lives in Maple Grove. Really? That is a whirlwind. (laughs) Stacey Kay, Sheila, from Walnut Grove. A Walnut Grove. Walnut Grove. Sheila, she is a first-time blogger, okay? That is great. I saw that. So you better be grateful for the whirlwind. I know, but... (laughs) First-time blogger. And she said that she needed to get in on the discussion because people were writing about getting tickets for to seeing the play. Some people had actually seen the play. But Walnut Grove is the actual town that Laura Ignall, Ignall <laughs> Wildworth, <laughs> lived in. 
and that every summer they do a pageant for three weekends in July. And Stacy's mother-in-law and her two nephews are in the pageant, and it's all devoted to Little House on the Prairie. I know, as I learned, when I just picked that theme for my tablescape, there is just a generation of women that love Little House. Generations mm-hmm. of women that love Little House. Well, this Little is, House. they have never, the, the, the advanced ticket sales for this theater in Minneapolis, they've broken all records oh, really? with this play. So, but, and many sister spotters suggested that Lee and you and I go to Minneapolis to see the play. And that if we go to Minneapolis, we Make need sure to... sure you go to Walnut Grove and not the... Maple Grove. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly, Monica. Okay. Because Stacy is offering us a personal tour. Oh, Stacy, that's so nice of you. Now, Jill, it's a musical. Is, uh, is Bruce Boxleitner, is he Pa Ingalls? Because he's actually... Married to Melissa Gilbert. No, I don't know who the lead, the male okay. lead in it is, but Melissa's in it. Um, according to our our sources at Sister Spot, that it's fabulous and it's really a great play. And they don't know whether it's going to make it to Broadway mm-hmm. or not. But the same director who who developed the Little Mermaid for Broadway, Francesca Zambello is directing this play. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Julie. No, I it's a nat- it's natural material for a play. It'd be for a musical, it'd be absolutely great. I don't think I'm going to make it to Minnesota this summer, but I, I have to say, I don't think I'm going to make it, but that sounds fantastic. So please, if you've seen the play, had anybody written in on Sister Spot that actually seen the play? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. They said it was and great. They okay. said it was great. They okay. said it was great. Many others have tickets. They're going to see it in the next couple of weeks. Oh, it sounds good. Oh, I love Little House on the Prairie. Okay, Julie, good update on that. And this is just one more entertainment note. I just have to kind of laugh that now I'm in this whole category called Nickelodeon parents. Okay, that's me. That's what I am. Because we do find our family, like, at night. You know what we watch? Nick at night. Well, of course. How did that? But not of course. Well, I mean, how did that happen? They're what? good shows, Leanne. I know they are good shows. Good, clean shows. And uh, remember Michael Eisner? He was on the show. The yes, old, I do remember yeah, him. Yeah, former Disney guy. Of course, he's developed a new show for Nick at night. And I just, I'm just excited to see the return of uh, dentists into situation comedies. He's doing a show about a dentist who travels across country with his family. And remember Jerry, the dentist from the Bob Newhart show? Oh, yes, I do. oh that was great like character. the last great dentist on TV. Right, you're so, right, Leanne. You're I'm right. Just really glad to see the dentists are going to return because I miss Jerry. I love Jerry on Bob Newhart. And uh, now Michael Eisner's created an animated claymation dentist that's going to be uh, on Nick at Night, Glenn Martin DDS. But um, one of the shows that my family's obsessed with now, because I can't get my boys to watch Little House on the Prairie. So uh, sometimes I just sneak in a few episodes. But we are enjoying the George Lopez show. Okay, here's a show I missed the first time around. I know. I just completely I missed it's it. a good show. I completely missed it. It was executive produced by Sandra Bullock, and I knew George Lopez was funny, and, you know, I, I knew it was out there and did well, but my kids were young, and we weren't really watching television a lot. So now it's on, like, 12 times a day at Nick at Night, and we T-vote it. Now I feel like I've seen every show at least five or six times. That's a funny show. All right. Good to know. <laughs> Just Leah. check that out. Check that out if you have the time. It's their highest rated show as soon as they launched it. All right. We have more coming up. Sheila, you have a list that was one of the most emailed stories of the week last week from the New York Times of the 10 things not to worry about on vacation. And we're going to discuss that. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
This is Monica here with Leon and Sheila, and we need more friends. Need more friends, don't we, sisters? <laughs> well, maybe you do, Monica. <laughs> no, we all need more friends, Sheila. That's what it's all about, <laughs> making friends. We're making friends. So please join us on Facebook. I don't know if you know, but the Satellite Sisters has their own group there, and you can link to it. Right on our homepage, there's a little button that says Facebook. Uh, we need more friends there. You know, I looked at my niece's profile. She has 1,600 friends. She does. <laughs> unbelievable. We don't have anywhere near that. So we are going to really pump up our Facebook site. There's going to be new stuff posted every day. We want you to connect to the other Satellite Sisters, see who's responding to your posts, see who's listening to the show, make some new friends, post pictures on our Facebook uh, site. And you know what, Leanne? I made some new friends this week. I made a friend whose name is Monica Dolan. And we are forming our own little small group uh, called the Monica Dolan Group, okay? It's a little subset of the Satellite Sisters group. And she emailed me. She tried to friend me, and I friended her back. Now she's an Irish girl. She lives in England. She gave, sent me her whole bio. She sent me her family pictures. She posted on the Satellite Sisters group. So we have a Monica Are you going Do- there for Christmas? <laughs> I'm just saying, I told her that we now have two officers in our club because we have two Monica Dolans. Excellent. But we're, but we're, not, look, we're not just looking for Monica Dolans oh, to join no. the Satellite Sisters <laughs> Facebook group. So go to our website, click on the link to our Facebook site, register, send us your pictures, write to us. Post on the discussion boards. There's going to be a lot happening there this summer. Now, Monica, you have been officially elected the Satellite Sisters face of Facebook. The Facebooker, the Facemeister, the Facemaster. It's all new to me. But now that I have this new friend in Europe, I I see the appeal of Facebook, Leah. I wrote on our wall, Monica. Did you see my posting? Yes, I did, Sheila. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we are going to try to really buff up our Facebook page this Mm -hmm. summer. And we need more friends. Yes, that's the, that's the first place to start, more friends. We actually have quite a few friends already, and we'd like to thank the people that have friended us. We feel like we haven't been great friends. <laughs> and But now that Monica is the face of Facebook, we're going to be much friendlier there. So go to SatelliteSisters.com. You'll see up in the navigation bar, you can just click on Facebook. We would love to have you as a friend. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're the Satellite Sisters, Leanne, Sheila, Julie, and Monica here right now. Coming up later on in the show, Sheila has very exciting news from the summer of love. Oh. A seemingly a breakthrough. And she no, said, this is a breakout. This, yeah, what is no, happening? This is it. This is, this is my big break. Leanne. Okay. That's what they say in Hollywood. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, entertaining, Sheila. All right, but what's up first? You have a, you have a list here for I us. I have a list that for you. you. Review. You know, when I read the list of 10 things not to worry about on summer vacation mm-hmm. by uh, John Tierney, the uh, science writer for the New York Times, I thought two things. Number one, I wish I was going away on a glamorous vacation <laughs> so I could have this list not to worry about. Mm-hmm. And, and number two, I started to worry about the things on the list. Mm-hmm. But let's go over them, sisters, and let's see your take on them. Now, John Tierney is a science writer, but he's got a little bit of an attitude about mm-hmm. stuff, too. And so number one on the list was things not to worry about, killer hot dogs. He says don't worry about the nitrates at all. 
He said, what you really should be worried about are the carbs from the bun. Now, (laughs) that's good advice. I'm happy to hear that. Now, I enjoy a hot dog maybe once a year. Once a year, I enjoy a hot dog with relish. Um, But, you know, years ago, I remember when the report came out that if you eat one hot dog, it took 10 years to digest in your stomach. Do you remember that report? No. It came out of you believed. Which I totally believed. So I have a I have a hot dog about every ten years, actually. <laughs> that is disgusting I to know. think about. I you know digesting that hot dog. Do you for ever 10 worry years. about hot dogs? Any of you, Leon? I don't eat a lot of hot dogs. I mean, I know in my heart that they're not great, but the kids like hot dogs. I mean, let's face it, they taste delicious. So the other day I was buying hot dogs, and when I will not buy. I, I look for the all-beef hot dogs. What I will not buy is what they call the all-meat hot dogs. That's just a little vague for me. Right. You know, right. I really, I was, I picked them up. I'm like, all-meat. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to put this down and look for the all-beef. Okay, good. But I will have like one a year. When I go to the ballpark, I have a dog. Monica? I just had one at the American Idol concert. And I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> I, I I believe I have digested that hot dog. It's been a couple of weeks. But. And Julie, do you ever worry about killer hot dogs no, anymore? No, bring bring the dogs okay. on. Okay, all yeah. right. How about this one? This is complicated. The AC in your car, if you keep that on. Now, uh, Tierney writes, quote, no matter how bad you feel about your carbon footprint, uh, you know, don't feel bad about it. Because they did a test at Edmunds.com for this, for this report. Mm-hmm. And they said that the aerodynamic drag from opening the windows mm-hmm. actually, uh, you know, burns uses more, more, gas. Gas. Burns more mm-hmm. gas than keeping your AC on. Now, I am very watchful now of turning my AC off when I don't need it. Because I've had people get in my car and say, why do you have the AC on? I just turn it on out of habit. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been very watchful about that. But in terms of my carbon footprint, Leanne, um, you know, I <laughs> I have bigger things to worry about. <laughs> How about your you? living space is so small. A carbon footprint is not your issue. That's I think- funny, Leanne. <laughs> okay. But I would worry about the toxic fumes from your refrigerator. That's what I would worry about in your house. Right. Monica, do you AC uh, on or off? I mean, do you think about this when you're on vacation? I used to until I read the facts, until I find out the facts. I thought it was just wasting gas, turning your air conditioning on. So I was very stingy with using the air conditioning. But then when I read that study that you burn more gas and you have worse gas mileage if you keep your windows down, I'm all about the AC now. I am still trying to make up for lost time. For the oh. first car I bought in Washington D.C. when I lived in the uh, lived there in the summer, and I didn't couldn't afford air conditioning in the car, so I bought like the only <laughs> car in Washington D.C. without an air conditioner. So right. you're still hot from, <laughs> yeah, from yeah, that yeah. summer. Yeah, yes, exactly. I, I, mean, I am traumatized. Right, that was a long time ago. So I I am all about using the yeah, AC Sheila, now. honey, I if live I in Texas. It. You know, come on, you got to go with the AC. Okay, how about fruits from afar? Now this I don't even. I mean, I realized when I read this. I don't eat enough fruit, you know. <laughs> and I know that's not the point of the article. I know. But, but, is it? but John is it? Tierney oh. writes that food miles do not equal more greenhouse emissions. So if you get kiwi from Fiji or something, um, you know, that you really shouldn't worry about it. God, but there's you, just so much to worry about I know. on your vacation. But you know what? I think, uh, you know, buying local produce is a good idea. It is, uh, it well, is a good it idea. Yeah. 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 But you don't have to worry about it, he said. Fruits from, from afar is what they call it, Leanne. Well, you know, I, I do worry a little. I, I choose to buy California-grown stuff. 
That's what I do. Okay. Well, I don't. I have those grapes from Chile. They make me nervous. I, I know, Leon. I know they do. And <laughs> so I've had them at your house, the, actually. You used the, to buy them. The kiwi from Fiji. All right. How about this? This is a big one. Carcinogenic cell phones. Now, driving, you know, while talking on a phone, uh, Leon, you've been saying this for years, is a greater risk than, you know, any other kind of cancer. I don't know if you added that part. But you always say that... <laughs> I think it's a greater risk because you're not paying attention. Right. Right. It has nothing to to do with cancer. I love when you do science. I know. I I know. Every 10 years I do a science article, so bear with me. So every time you eat a hot dog, you do a science story. (laughs) I mean. Uh, That's a good ratio. Now, now, do we have to still worry about it now that we have no hands held? Okay. What's the answer, Sheila? Uh, We don't have to worry about carcinogenic cell phones. That that the, the test that they did are not that conclusive. <laughs> I don't remember what they said. All right. Okay, five and six. Just okay. knock them off your list. Plastic bags and plastic bottles. Don't worry your pretty little head about BPA <laughs> or Nalgene or not Nalgene or whatever. Just just drink out of glasses. And, 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 and <laughs> it's not what it says at all. That is not what it says at all. Just because we have had a debate on this, I have gotten that email that so many people have, like Nalgene bottles kill. And what John Tierney says, and is I've seen over and over again, is that there is no conclusive proof about the BPA in baby bottles or anything else. Right. It's probably just as safe as the other plastics. That's what I said. Knock it off your list. All right, number seven. Yeah, but it's not drink out of a cup. <laughs> no, I said. <laughs> it's science with Sheila. All right, number seven. Again, this is going to be debated, I think, a lot on satellites. Deadly shark attacks. John Tierney posted in this article that was there was only one deadly shark attack last year. Now, we know that's not true, but he quoted some sources there, Lynn. He does, according to the International Shark Attack file at the University of Florida. And he said there was just one in the South Pacific. That's dead wrong. There was, I mean, no pun intended. Are shark attacks or death by shark death, attacks? Death. There well, was, maybe many people survived the shark attacks. Well, there, oh, was, there a, was just a swimmer in San Diego. Remember that distant swimmer yeah. off the coast of San Diego? Really was an sad. An op- open water swimmer. Yeah. And here, I'm, by shark. I'm just going to say it. I've said it before on Satellite Sisters. I know this is unbelievable, but I have been on vacation twice, two times, two different states within 18 months of each other on the beach when a fatal shark attack occurred. Okay, just, I don't know, John Tierney, you You tell me what, I'm going to write to him. Okay, good. Because once in Pismo Beach and once in Destin, Florida. That's unbelievable. It's just getting the kids out of the car. Uh Uh-oh, what's happening? Fatal shark attack. So I know it doesn't happen very often. But it does happen. It I'm is not going on vacation <laughs> so, with you, Lee. Don't worry. Yeah, don't vacation with me. All right. Because then you need to worry. All right. Number nine. We're moving eight. Uh, Arctic missing ice. Now, I do. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I, I do worry about this, and I think we should worry about the global warming. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to worry about it on vacation. And what does he say? <laughs> no. I mean. Okay. There's actually more ice this mm-hmm. summer than last summer. Still, so, I do I do worry about global warming right. all the time. Yes, Maybe right. I'll take a break from it on vacation. But it is, right. there is that alarmist where you see those the same picture of the iceberg melting and crashing into the ocean. And, yeah, it, it does make you worry. It does right. make you worry. But how about number nine? This this you just cannot worry about. The Whack-a-mole? U- no. 
No, the universe missing mass. I don't even know what that means. I mean, the, the, the universe missing some kind of, some void there. There's something missing. Okay. You know, because I read the article start to finish, I'm just going to explain that it's, it's about the universe collapsing. Currently now our universe is still expanding. Uh-oh. Tell Sheila that, Leanne. I asked you not to. Okay, still expanding. Steady expansion is happening. And what some cosmologists think is that there's going to be a cataclysmic collapse. Like, all of a sudden it collapses. But don't worry about it, Sheila. And what do cosmetologists say about it? All right, number 10. Number 10 on the list. Here we go. This I worry about all the time. Unmarked wormholes falling into the earth. earth That's apparently missing mass and becoming warmer and hotter and colder all at once. You got got one of those in your neighborhood, Sheila? There's a good chance you could just sink into the ground. Right, Leanne? I I think you're thinking about unmarked manholes. Okay. I'm... I cannot believe you said wormhole. It is wormhole. It is. It's, it's a, wormhole it's in the article. It's a, it's a, I, Sheila doesn't even know what a wormhole is. So I think she's. No, I've seen her, um, ant colonies. Aren't there like little holes? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ooh. Aren't you glad I taught science to yes, children I know. in New York that's City a, that's in exactly. the 90s? A whole generation of <laughs> Just misinformed <laughs> cosmetologists. Just total myths. <laughs> Misinformation. I oh. bet they're not eating hot dogs, <laughs> Sheila, though. That okay. Be- it, what are they called? Wormholes space. No. no. You know, a wormhole, Sheila. It's you know, in space. A oh. It's a time-space continuum oh. thing. It's out yes. there. It's out there. It's yeah. out there. Okay. I mean, even just uh, watch Sheila, Star Trek. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> okay. I did not know Thank what you. it was. Monica, you always defend me. Wow, that's it. That's summer with <laughs> Sheila and science with Sheila. I don't even. I don't think we can go on. I was going to tell you how worried I was about granite countertops because right. there was that article that it may be a source of harmful levels of radiation. But no, I don't think we can go on. Really? Luckily, I don't have a countertop. <laughs> no that's counter space. Right. No counter space in your kitchen. Nope. Just and work. no place to store plastic bags. Just the wormholes you have to worry about in your bathroom. (laughs) All right, we are going to take a break and collect ourselves because Sheila has some big news and then allegedly some entertainment tidbits. Is that true? Um, Yes, I do. Work on those. If you can do those as well as the science, wow, we have done our job here at Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters, Leanne, Liz, and Sheila here. And just to let you know, I mean, I know August is vacation time for some people, but at Satellite Sisters, we have planned a boffo August for you. Have we not, Liz? It's going to be our biggest month ever, Leanne. I think this is, we have more complex plans, more entertainment jammed into every show for the month of August than we've ever tried to pull off before. This is ambitious. And it's not just the show, Sheila. We're going to the web. We're going to the blog. It's a 360-degree entertainment assault. It's is a it multi-platform, <laughs> Leanne. That's what they say in Hollywood. <laughs> An entertainment assault. Okay. <laughs> 
It's a surge, if you will, Liz. It's an entertainment surge at Satellite Sisters. So we just want to let you know, if you are new to Satellite Sisters, you are going to love August because we are going to put together some of the best shows that we have ever done. And we have... Ladies and gentlemen, theme weeks, which is fantastic for us. This was a really good idea, Leanne, and it was your idea. Thank you very much. We thought about Shark Week and decided that was already covered, so we have our own theme. That's right. Starting in mid-August, you are going to hear a solid week of our favorite shows. Each sister is going to pick her favorite show and introduce it and tell you why. You're going to get a full show, and you are going to experience, you know, some golden oldies and some fresh new stuff all of our faves. Okay. Yeah, so if you wanted a little more family history, it's coming. A little backstory for each sister, it's coming. All right, week two, Sheila, it's all about you and Monica. It's it's Lab Rats oh, Week. Oh, it's Lab Rats Week. Everything from the original show to Thin Crust Pizza to you asked for it again and again and again, mineral makeup. <laughs> That's right, the Lab Rats Week. We're excited. All right, week three, we are putting together some of our best author interviews ever. Okay, it's insane how many great authors. And here, Leanne, you have put together themes within themes. That's right. So, for instance, the Wall of Men show will be Tom Brokaw. Alan Alda and Phil Rosenthal, who created Everybody Loves Raymond. What they a show were was all that? great interviews. We loved talking to them on the show. How about putting together Elizabeth Gilbert of Eat, Pray, Love? Uh-huh. Which I have to remind people, before, well, well before it became a bestseller, Elizabeth Gilbert was on Satellite <laughs> Sisters, Anne Lamott, and Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. Wow. And it's just, it goes on it's and insane. on. Authors Week, okay? And then, <laughs> speaking of insane, Liz, and then we're just pulling out all the stops. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mayhem and Madness Week. Are yeah. you ready for it? I looked over the outline, and I was really surprised at how many shows were involved stories with me. <laughs> yes. That oh, is yeah. so well, surprising Well, to Mayhem me. just seems to follow you around, <laughs> Sheila. Oh, oh, yeah. We got some good ones. We got Officer Rubbish. Officer Rubbish coming back. The Lost oh. Wallet. Sure. Liz, when you I burn... when I burned down the beach house last summer, yes. that's in there. Yes, Julie's human cannonball story. <laughs> oh, Sheila, remember the vegan fireman? Oh, how could I not? <laughs> All right. That is Madness and Mayhem Week. That is wrapping up our special four weeks of shows. At the same time, we're going to have special contests throughout. You, we're going to be beefing up the website and the blog. We're going to be asking you to send things in. We're going to be giving prizes away. So don't go away in August. Because we are not. We're doing it all for you in August at Satellite Sisters. It's a great month of entertainment. So check it out and pass it along to your friends. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. are listening to Satellite Sisters. Oh, we're kind of collected here. Leanne, Sheila, Monica, mm. and Julie. Mayhem and madness. Uh, are, your, are your brains hurting from all the scientific knowledge I just imparted? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so much better, though, about the universe and all. Oh, because I know nothing about it? Or, or you just feel like, oh, you really don't have to worry about this stuff? I'll give you what something to worry about, about, Sheila. Someone breaking into my un- lockable glove compartment. That's what you should worry about. I worry about that all the time, you know. Ever since I bought my car, <laughs> my glove compartment about? that doesn't lock. Yeah. I worry about someone just going in there and taking all my stuff. <laughs> What's in there? Just, you know, fi- papers. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. 
All right. That's <laughs> a really giving good place signal. for papers. I'm making no sense. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that it's fitting to wrap up the show here. No, seriously though, you have some big oh, news. I have huge summer news. love. You can give us just okay. some, uh, just a little information. But I think people are going to be psyched. I never thought I would live to see the day when I would say. I am dating Brad Garrett. Yes, people. Yes, I got the call. I got the call from Brad Garrett's people. Thanks to you and thanks to my, you know, my charm, my beauty, and my funny uh, that I did in the, uh, had in the audition tape for Brad Garrett. I got called to go on a date with Brad Garrett. Now, Brad Garrett is the Emmy Award winning, like, brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. He's very tall. He's doing his own internet dating webisode series like you've been doing all summer at Summer of Love. Right. So you sent in an audition he tape. He stole my idea. Yeah. His name, the name of his show is Dating Brad Garrett. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on Crackle.com. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you have already been to Crackle to vote on my video. And thank you. I think all of your comments really helped. And, you know, just ignore the people who, who tried to take me down. The haters. Yeah. They, because well, there was one woman that said you look like an aged Brad Garrett. Forget what it. the heck was that? You know that what? was just mean. That was disgruntled. That's right. well. You know what? I'm going. I mean, Sheila doesn't look like an older Brad Garrett. No. Well, I look a little older today, don't I, Leanne? <laughs> well, you, you know, know what? Look like Brad I, Garrett. I look darker today in general mm-hmm. because I don't know anything. Would you get a spray on tan? You know, I did the spray on tan the minute I got the call. Okay. Because I don't know where where this date is going to be. I know nothing about it. I don't know if I'm going to the beach, uh, the mountains. I'm going to his house. I have no idea where the date is going to take mm-hmm. place. I wanted to look my best. Mm-hmm. And I went a little overboard on the spray on tan. But I'm going to be toning it down. Toning it down before the date. Yeah, and we just recommended some serious exfoliation <laughs> in the next couple of days. That's all. Right. And then if that doesn't work, squeeze a lemon on your tan. <laughs> I know. So anyway, I know nothing. I can't tell you any more about it. That's all you can say. That's all I can say is that I am going on a real date with the Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, all six, nine of him. Going on the date. But because they're taping it, we'll be able to see it. Oh, yeah, everyone's going to be able to see it. And believe me, I'll I'll let you know where you can see it and when, but I don't know anything yet. All I know is I'm going. You know, it's all very hush hush. And then you have to sign (laughs) something, right? (laughs) Hush hush. Okay. Oh, but I'll check out when I'm on your date. You know what? You okay. might want to take him through that science you just took us through. I All think right. if he's looking for a smart woman, he's going to be impressed. No, but, Leon, you mentioned the waiver. I do, right. I do have to sign something yep. which says, basically, I have to be open to anything. But after you have the Ooh. date, you can't talk about it until it airs. That's right. Just to let people know when. This is your one announcement until right. I'm ready to tell you where to go see the date itself, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. Yes, but you have to do. You have to be open for for anything. But he seems like a nice. Oh, man. he seems know. like a really nice guy. Right. And believe me, I'm going to bring some tricks up my sleeve, Leanne. Okay. <laughs> Although oh. I'm going to be sleeveless. <laughs> Are you going to be doing your gymnastics, your vaulting? I just, well, you know, I have some ideas in mind now that I'm a comedy star. You know, I got some, I got some props I want to bring just in case. Why don't you just l- be yourself? Um, oh, really? Yeah. Be yourself. Oh, okay. Be yourself with the spray on tan, but why don't you just, you know, just be play charming. it by ear. See okay. how it goes. All right. Any other tips? I mean, what kind of props are you going to bring? Like juggling balls? No, or? I just thought in the purse, maybe I'd bring like um, pictures of yourself or. I, I don't know, just like a bathing suit or something. Like, <laughs> you know. 
I don't know. What? It was an idea I was working on. Clearly, it's I haven't. I don't have any time to prepare. You're right. You know what? I'm just gonna let it go. I'm just gonna show up with my cute outfit and my spray on tan. Go, and, go for it, she. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. the Better outfit. than a spray on outfit and a cute tan, I would say. <laughs> just if I had to say that. He's he's a very funny guy. Oh, right. he's I incredibly she, funny. Sheila, you're gonna have a great time. He's gonna be so. He's so tall. He's so You'll tall. Be like looking up at him. He's the whole so time. he's so dry. I yeah. think I think we're going to get along. I have mm-hmm. a feeling we're going to get along, and his people feel that I can hold my own with him. They clearly thought that you know, even if he throws a curveball at me, that I'll be able to you know send it right back to him. In some, do you need a tennis ball? <laughs> Put that in your purse. A slobbery oh, yeah. tennis ball. Oh, say, hey, yeah. Brad. I don't know if you're wearing this new fitness gray. It's great for arthritis. Oh my gosh! I know. It's just. It's. It's very exciting, and I'm. I'm taking you all with me, figuratively. Wait till he hears that your sister is the YouTube tennis ball. <laughs> your sister is the lady with the laugh and the tennis ball. I'm going to open with that. I. I as they say in comedy. Oh, yeah. Ba-dum, boom. Um, so that's it. Sheila Dolan is officially dating Brad Garrett. Okay. And then Wonderful. this is, but we won't, you won't be able to talk about it, but it will probably air sometime in September. Sometime right? in September. Okay. So that's then, when our new season starts oh, and you'll be able be to talk about it then. Yeah. And also you've mentioned the comedy gig a couple times, but just remind people that you I wanna, are going to be appearing live at the M Bar in Hollywood on that's right. August 14th. It's right? a Thursday night, August 14th. It's a 10 p.m. show. It's free. It's my first five minutes on stage, and um, you know, y- you know, I could I could definitely include Brad in my five minutes by that point. Yeah, or there's yeah. again some of that science material. <laughs> okay, you have a lot to work on the next couple. I know days. I have so much to do, and just keep exfoliating, okay. and I think you'll be in good shape. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, Leanne saw me today. She said your face is darker than your hair. No, that was Liz oh. that said that. <laughs> <laughs> I said nothing. You looked I, even worse. You absolutely were stunned when you saw me. Yeah, I didn't say anything. You, didn't, I, you I, didn't know if it was the fake tan or the cold source, yeah. <laughs> which I conveniently have before my date with Brad Garrett. But you know what? I'm, I'm a trooper and I'm a sport. And even if I have to mention that I have cold source, I will do it in front of him. I don't care. Good for you, Sheila. I will call Just be attention. Yourself. Yeah. You know, go for it, Sheila. Maybe you should bring one of those little <laughs> surgical masks. Maybe that would be a good prop to have. I'm, go- I'm going to write yeah, it and get one right an now. an air of mystery <laughs> to you. <laughs> I'm sure Drugtown has one. Just go get, go get a surgical mask at Drugtown. All right, well, that's been quite a show. Uh, I think we should just wrap it up (laughs) before anyone else gets hurt. Um, (laughs) We're the Satellite Sisters. We'd like to thank Kia Renee for joining us on Satellite Sisters and engineering us and pulling it all together for us. We love hearing from you, so go ahead and email us at SatelliteSisters.com. Visit the website. Send Sheila some words of uh, wisdom. Send love. And look for Jewel on YouTube. All right. (laughs) Don't forget. Call your Satellite Sisters.